Thanks so much for joining us and for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. Our hope as you listen in is that you might encounter Jesus, hear and receive his love, and be encouraged and empowered by his spirit to be and bring life and love to one another and to the other in your world. If you would like to get in touch with us or keep up to date with what's happening in and through the life of Steeple Church, please jump on to our website at steeplechurch.com.au or follow us on the socials via Facebook or Instagram at steeple.church. We're looking forward to meeting you one day soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the message. Bless you, fam. Welcome, everybody. It's good to see your faces. Um, Today is the first Sunday in Advent. Who's been, who's been in churches that traditionally celebrate, acknowledge Advent? Yeah, a, sm- a very small number of people. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm one of the people who uh, kind of only started really getting involved or acknowledging Advent when I came to this church. Um, so I'd never really, I mean, I'd heard the word thrown around there. I've obviously been to Bible college. We talked about it, but um, never been involved in a church that kind of acknowledged Advent. So I thought what, I, what we do today is um, I'm going to give just a little bit of context around Advent. And then we're going to actually, uh, I'm sure there's people in the room who love it when I do this, but we're going to break it into smaller groups and we're going to actually get around two, two texts, one text from Scripture and one text from a, from a book um, that, that I've read recently um, about Advent. So, um, Advent, what is Advent? Well, the word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming. But it is more, there is more to the coming that is talked about here and that we celebrate and acknowledge during Advent. The coming we celebrate and anticipate isn't just Jesus' first arrival as the baby Jesus in a manger type Jesus, but also an anticipation and a focus on Jesus' second coming. Um, maybe you've been in church a while and, you know, way back, I think it was before my time, probably sort of nine, 80s, 90s, I hear there was a trend to talk about the second coming of Jesus, especially if you're in a more Pentecostal environment. Um, anybody had those experience where it was like that was the focus, Jesus is coming soon, you better get ready, you need to repent, otherwise you're going to hell. Love those messages, they're life-giving. Um, so I thank the Lord, I, sort of, I kind of came in to the church sort of post that, that trend, uh, but there is a focus, there is an anticipation, there is something that we need to talk about um, and anticipate the second coming of Jesus. I don't think we need to be fearful about it, but it should, there should be an, an excitement an expectation, an anticipation around the second coming of Jesus. You know, because from a Christian perspective, it's where we, we believe that the Lord is reconciling the world to him and putting broken things back together. That actually is good news, amen? Advent is a, is a four-week season in the church calendar, usually beginning on the last Sunday in November, hence today is the first Sunday in Advent, where we celebrate the revelation of God in Christ, the revealing of God in Christ that was given to Mary and through whom all of creation, hear this, is reconciled to God. That's good news. That's the gospel. It's this kind of th- it's this weird thing that's happening and that happened in the coming of Christ. We are reconciled, so we are right with the Lord, 
and we are becoming reconciled to God. It's a now and not yet type deal. Who's been around church a while? Have you ever heard of that, that terminology, this now and not yet? It's both happened and it is happening all at the same time. It's a bit of a mystery, but that's kind of what's happening. We are in a liminal in between truth and reality that we are invited to trust in, in the here and now, and it is also an invitation to participate in its bringing all at the same time. I don't know about you, but it sounds like good news. When you can tell somebody, hey, you are right with God. God loves you. God's not angry with you. God is at peace with you. That sounds like good news, right? Then the onus is on us. As people who hear that good news, we can respond to that. We can either accept that, receive that, and respond to that, live out of that reality. Or we can reject it. We have the choice. Am I making sense? I feel like I've got to do this for the fans. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Excellent. So the first advent, if anyone's playing bingo, apparently there's like a bingo thing that happens every time I say certain words in a sermon. Maybe only one person plays it. Um, So the first advent of Christ inaugurates the reconciliation that has already happened in Christ's arrival. And not just in his arrival, but in his life, in his death, and in his resurrection. And it invites us to participate in the ongoing process of reconciling the world toward and into the experiencing of that truth and reality, while we also expect and anticipate Christ's second advent or his second coming. Am I still making sense? Excellent. Advent should be a season where we are all invited to celebrate, and it should heighten our participation in the reconciling work of Christ in the world. Now, for those of you, again, who maybe have not been around church uh, for that long, Reconciliation, a simple way that, I've, that I kind of understand what reconciliation means, it simply means this. It means to make the right things and to make things right. Make sense? To make the right things and to make things right. As people, um, as followers of Jesus, we should be on the lookout for where things might seem a little bit off, maybe a little bit broken, but we don't come in with a, a lens of judgment. We come in with a lens of restoration and healing we actually need to engage in the, and participate in the work and the witness of making things right in the world and making the right things. That's how we participate. In fact, the earliest references to Advent appear in the 4th and 5th centuries, where it was seen as a season of participation and preparation for the baptism of new Christians. So it actually wasn't primarily about the birth of Jesus. It was about anticipating the baptism of new believers. The Feast of Epiphany, now I've not celebrated this, has anybody in the room celebrated Epiphany? Okay, so there's a fe- the Feast of Epiphany, which happens on January 6th, became the traditional day for baptisms. So Christian communities would actually spend 40 days in penance, prayer and fasting to prepare for the coming of this celebration that would see new believers baptised. In fact, originally there was little connection between Advent and Christmas Day specifically, and Advent was seen as a time for new Christians to embrace their faith publicly, and for those who have been around for a while, other Christians to repent and to renew their commitment to the work and witness of making the right things and of making things right. There's a challenge for us this morning. Maybe we could view this season for us, if you've been around for a while, maybe it's an opportunity to reflect and maybe to renew and maybe to recommit. So I actually think it would be a bit of a stretch to get Western, white, evangelical Christians to see the lead up to Christmas as a time for fasting and penance. How do you think that would go if I actually called the church to fast, especially in December? You reckon that would happen? I reckon 
It probably wouldn't. But I do think we so desperately need our faith to be and become an alternative to the excess and commercialism of the season. I don't know about you, but uh, I didn't realise it was Black Friday last Friday and I was uh, getting the car wash somewhere in, in a shopping centre and um, I took the girls just to get them... We had a wedding that afternoon, so I took the girls to get them out of the house. Jane was getting ready and thought I'd give her some peace and quiet. And I uh, didn't realise it was Black Friday and it was insane. It was anyone else out like on, on Black Friday? I just couldn't believe the amount of people that were about shopping, looking for the, looking for the best deal. I think our faith should be an alternative. I should offer an alternative. And I feel like as I was reflecting, I actually think that for this community in particular, I do want to ask us to consider using Advent as a time to reflect and to consider our commitment and maybe for some of us our recommitment to faith, to renewed participation in the work and witness of reconciliation and potentially to this or another faith community in order to walk and work out that faith um, in and amongst and with others. Maybe we could use this time to reflect on that over Advent. What would it look like for us to be a ch- individuals and a church that actually engage more intentionally in the work and witness of reconciliation, of making things right and of making the right things? What would that look like? It's really the overarching question that I'm asking myself and I thought I'd throw it out to the community this morning. So here's what we're going to do to kind of kick off this series. This is a, this is, I love an artist by the name of Scott Erickson. Um, he's an artist in the States, um, and this is one of his pieces called The Annunciation, um, and The Annunciation is um, out of Luke chapter 1, and we're actually going to read that story. I actually would like to invite someone, I don't know if there's any volunteers who might want to come and read this, this, this story for us. Any, anyone want to, uh, yes, David, look, look at that, come on, up you come. I think that's the first time I've called you David, that felt weird. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> yeah. You're in trouble. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. All the Kaz boys are up here. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Amen. And I'll just put on my tree hat. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. (laughs) Come on. Awesome. Now, I'm not going to preach from this this morning. I'm actually going to invite you all to actually engage in scripture and, and uh, as, as we kind of read this story. And then there's another text that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hand out. So what I'm going to ask you to do is maybe form groups of four at least. Try and keep them reasonably small so everyone has an opportunity to share. So let's try and form groups of four. Choose one person to come up from that group and grab some, 
some of these uh, documents, whatever you call it, which has the text on it that we're going to read together. And I'll give you the next step. So form groups of four, and then we'll go next step. Lord, I pray for those uh, who are in pursuit of hope, maybe who have lost hope. Um, pray, God, that they would come to know you in a fresh way, that you would give them fresh revelation, that you would announce that you are their hope in the midst of the, their current circumstance or season. Father, we do just declare that because we know that your word says it. And so for some of us, we're laying hold of that, uh, but we don't necessarily feel it. So I pray, God, that you would help us to encounter you as our hope and as our peace. Father, we give you praise that you're a God who is present. Again, we declare that as a matter of faith. Uh, for those in this room who maybe are struggling to feel that, God, I pray that this season would be a season where they would come to know your presence in a very real and tangible way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. We hope you were encouraged as you listened in. As I said at the top of the podcast, we loved having and hosting you in this way, but we'd love to hear from you and pray for you. So please drop us a line via our website or better yet, if you're local to Melbourne, drop in on one of our Sunday gatherings, 10 a.m. every Sunday in the hall of St. Barnabas Anglican Church at 86 Baldwin Road, Baldwin. Peace and love, friends. Have a great week.